What's going on? What's going on? My name Harry. This is uh this is my podcast, Time to Talk. First podcast I'm doing, but I finally decided to go for it, move forward with what I really want to do um as a passion, as as something to do on the side to really start doing what I want to do. Um I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 31. Just an average guy. Uh one wife, one kid. Uh, mortgage, decent job, and um, I, uh, I I'm in love with the, the the culture, the rap game, the uh, the hip hop culture, um, everything about um, the way I grew up has uh, allowed me to invest my time in just watching interviews and knowing my history and just just all around. Um, I consider myself. One of the um, few people who do really have a true passion for the rap game. And it's a difference. The hip-hop and the rap game is totally different things. I have a passion for both. But in the, on this on this platform I'm using, um, I'm going to be talking about my life, uh, current events in the rap game, in, the, in life, general topics. It's just going to be a podcast. It's, it's just going to be talking about different things, a mashup of different events of what's going on in life. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting. It's just me. And um, hopefully I can grow it and, and continue to do it as long as I still have a passion for it and speak in my mind and hopefully it can catch on. Um, but it's I'm not one of these people that's uh, going to hang my hat on this is the all this is this is it or nothing. Nah, that's not going to be how I feel about, um, you know, it's not how, how I'm going to, uh, uh, continue to live my life far as, you know, chasing this dream. You know, I believe there's certain ages, there's a certain age where you chase a dream and then there's certain ages where you just have to do what you have to do, you know, and um, I'm at the age of, I'm 31 doing what I have to do, but at the same time, you never should just give up on your dreams. So this is one of my dreams, um, and if it come through, it come through. Um, you know, we try to speak things to existence, and, you know, hopefully it, it can pop for me. But this is a podcast where I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. Um, and, yeah, but I wanted to start off on something you know, that's just general about who I am. I wanted to start off by encouraging young people out there to never listen to people around you that's older than you, that has less than you, that are not positive and doing the right thing. Now, I don't want, I don't want people to, out there to get this misunderstood. You should always take advice from people no matter the age, no matter... Um, you know, the culture, no matter the gender, you should just take advice from people. But there's certain motherfuckers in your family circles, in your life that you should never listen to coming up. And when I say this, I mean, you got cousins or relatives that haven't did shit with their life. And they're telling you, they might be telling you all bad shit. And I'm reflecting on when I was a young and growing up, I would listen to this one cousin that was older than me. And looking back, you don't know how innocent and naive you are. Like your mind is being molded by people you may love or whatever. And 
I say all of that to say, you know, I was listening to a fucking bird-ass dude, like a bum-ass dude. Like, this dude's a fucking bum. He's almost probably 50 years old now, but when you when you think, you know, people love you or you have a relationship with them, like a cousin or brother relationship, listen, if I can say anything that's positive to young people growing up, follow your past and chase your dreams. Do not ever look towards the street for anything. But I'm only speaking on that because I got this cousin that it's it's kind of petty. I mean, I'm not a millionaire by the by a long shot. I'm just a working man. But even with me working, I've made more progress in my life than this bum-ass dude could ever imagine. Like, this dude is fucking a bum, man. Like, I bet he will never put be able to put nothing on his kids' college books. He probably didn't even encourage his kids to go to college. And I used to listen to this dude try to diss me, and I ignore it, and I ignore it. And I'll be because I think, man, you know, I'm I'm going through different phases in my life, and um, I ain't gonna pay it no mind. But after sitting back, and now I have a daughter, and I know what it takes to plan out for years. Like she's six now, so I'm planning my years, fifteen years from now. I'm planning out my life fifteen years from like like I know I have to contribute money here. You know, we can't go get car notes. We can't get loan. We got to really buckle down and just work and save for her so we can create a good future for her. Now, looking back at it, man, this dude got like three kids and he used to be trying to give me advice about women and children. Now that I look back at him after all the bullshit I've been through with him, like not physically or like growing up with him, you know, because I I've, I've, haven't been around the cat in years, but just talking on the phone like... Dude, you're a scumbag, bro. Like, you are really uh, a poor excuse for a father. From a perspective of a proud dad who I do what I have to do and I don't make babies just because, you know, it's the thing to do. But as a man, it's like, yo, you you are a fucking loser, dude. And I had to get that off my chest because, you know, it's just been, it hasn't bothered me. But I had to really reflect like, yo... I haven't chased my dreams. I haven't become a millionaire, but that's not that's not success to me. I've tried different things. I failed at them, but I'm gonna continue to grow. I'm 31. I was just watching something on um, 60 Minutes, and I was watching a story about um, watching an interview with Samuel L. Jackson, and this guy who knew he was going through it all the way up until the age of 40, and. It just show how resilient this guy is. And it, it was in the cards for him. But at, he could have just said, yo, I'm 40. I'm, I'm going to take my degree and I'm just going to go. I'm going to go, you know, sit behind a desk and, you know, use my education. But this dude really got out of rehab and became one of the biggest black, prominent, you know, well-versed actors. I mean, I thought that was admirable, admirable. And... I say that to say it's never too late, but when I'm speaking back about my cousin, dude, you was a fucking lame, bro. Like, for real. You need to wake up, look in the mirror, and like, just understand, like, you're a poor excuse, bro. But anyway, I just want to let you know I'm going to be better than you, and I'm going to uh, have way more money than you ever touch in your life, and... um. Yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I won't say any names or nothing, but the lame-ass motherfucker, that nigga know who I am. He know who I'm talking about. So, 
motherfucker, you lame, and you will forever be broke. Anyway, moving on. So people, you know, get 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 people out of your life, man. And, and it's gonna be hard to stand alone, but I tell you, it's gonna be worth it because there's billions of people out here that you can call your family once you meet the certain certain people in life. Um, just because people born in your family are born with the same blood as you don't mean they family. And that's real talk. Up and down. I got brothers and sisters. Well, now two sisters. I don't I, I, I have no clue. They have no type of love for me. And it's okay. I'm cool with that. I'm totally fine with that. But you know, it goes to show you how fucked up in the mind people are, man. It's like people hold grudges and never let go. And people be really fucking sick. <laughs> and I sit back and laugh because I'm a forgiving guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I learn to move on and move forward. Um, but, yo, I, I got this one sister, bro. Like, she'll tell you she's been with every A-list. Every time you mention something about a TV show. Oh, I know this person. I know. And you talking about a real psychotic fucking person. Yo. I looked at my wife one time like, this nigga scanned me. But anyway, that's a little bit enough about my little uh, personal issues, whatever. But um, yeah, so this podcast, I'm just going to be speaking my mind, talking about different shit, different things in life and what I think I can contribute to this world. And hopefully I can I can pick up and run with this shit, man, because this is just my vibe right here. Um, as a guy that loved the rap game, as a guy that... Um, Grew up in it. I grew. I grew up. Let me tell you who I am. I grew up on Pac. I grew up on Juvenile. I grew up on um, Scarface. I grew up on Jay. I grew up on Nas. I grew up on uh, Big L. You know, but it didn't stop there for me. You know, I grew up on the South rappers, the West Coast rappers. You know, what I'm saying all all was influenced as a youngster. But one thing I can say about myself that I see that a lot of people. Um, I'm quite different, and I I never lived through music. I never let the music dictate whether I would ever sell drugs or pick up a gun. You know, I let life take its course, and I live life like that. And the reason why I'm saying this is because every interview I watch in the modern day or every artist that I hear, they all trying to compare themselves to Tupac. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, no the fuck you're not. You're not Tupac. Why, Why are you comparing yourself to this man, right? They try to compare him on the street level. Well, you didn't know what he was doing on the street level. If you go back to different interviews, he had a lot of thorough moments, but that wasn't really his life. And then you go to some guys and say, oh, I'm way tougher than Tupac. Oh, I'm the new Tupac. Oh, I'm this Tupac. How, how the fuck can you be somebody you never met, you never got close to? And what about your own existence? Like, I think this is what I really think. I think these guys have, like all of us, we, we, we love pop. We grew up on his music. We embodied his music. And some of us even acted his music out. But I think a lot of guys, especially to, in our rap culture, in our rap community, the rap culture is based upon are you living your lyrics out? So I think a lot of these guys go to jail. They do all these certain things and then they play pop music back and they like, yeah, that's, yeah, that, I, they're using his words as, as their personal blueprint. So, like, I believe that these guys really do be believing they're Tupac. 
But I, I have to say, I think this shit is, is really ridiculous. I mean, how stupid do you look? How stupid do you sound? Nothing about you screams Pac. You know, and I think no one ever sits back in these interviews and call them out on it and say, no, dude. You got dudes naming a album saying it's this Pac. And, no. What the fuck, bro? Like, I'm the new this. Nah, man. I, and, and it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's really fucked up. And that really shit just bugs me, man, because I'd be like sitting at home thinking, what the fuck would make these people do this shit? But then you got to, then I thought about it and I, and I just, I was just like, oh, I get it. They're, they're trying to relive his lyrics. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I even thought more like, okay, they're lame. So... Um, that has been one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I would say that's been one of my, like, biggest dislikes about, you know, the current state of the rap game and what's been going on through the past couple of years is, like, everybody want to be Tupac. Everybody want to relive something that they were never a part of, they never, um, lived through. I mean, you got some guys really glorifying killing people. Now, we all come from the streets and the projects. If you don't know, I was raised all around the world. East Coast, West Coast, and the South, in and out the street. The streets is not a place for no man and no woman. Um, And for anybody that's rapping on a song, glorifying, killing, or putting a hit out on somebody is fucking insane. And that shows you how much they really care about the people in this world and how dignified they really are. Um, it says a lot when a man or a boy is on an interview or being interviewed and is glorifying taking a man's life over some fucking music because somebody said this about you. And I, I really do think that it's a jealousy trait, but not only that, I, be, I think that um, the rap game is having all these heterosexual males um, being like, I believe they're getting, they're becoming more feminine because they're being more aggressive. This might sound crazy, but in my mind, I'm thinking that the, the, a lot of these guys really like each other and they're just trying to show, you know, who has more testosterone and trying to, who's trying to be more of the, uh, of the alpha male to the other male when both males should be alpha. And to me, I think it's fucking weird that you would have somebody killed or you would kill somebody. Because somebody dissed you or you'll roll up on them. And I understand somebody out there tearing down your wife and your children and being blatant and disrespectful. But at a certain age in this rap game, when do our rap heads and when do men... Because it's a difference between being a man in real life and being a man in the rap game. There's men that go to work every day. You could say all kind of shit about them. But if you don't cross that threshold in their home, you're not going to affect them. And then there's certain men that will retaliate and do something to you, and rightfully so, but there's, there, there, we, have to, we have to get in touch with a lot of young people out here and let them know you can't model your life after somebody that's in the entertainment world or the rap game and take their morals and principles because they're, they're living to entertain you from a perspective a real man and woman that wakes up and has to work and has to do x y and z is not going to think the same way as a young man with a million or hundreds of thousands of dollars with people around him that'll do anything for him 
These guys are living a fantasy in their mind. And they're really living out their own movie because they have so much money. But that's the rap game for you. It's disgusting to me. Um, And that's just how I feel about it. I fuck with the music. I fuck with everybody coming up in it. But some of that shit I question. And I look at it and I be like, that's kind of suspect. It's kind of gay. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing wrong to be that way. But when you when you hide in yourself, it's like, it's like, why would you put so much aggression towards men if that's not what you into? So that, I mean, when you get older, I'm, you know, you start thinking about shit like this. You look back and you be like, yo, what the fuck was I fighting this dude for? Looking at, why the fuck am I staring this dude down? Why the fuck was this dude staring? And you start to think, you be like, yo, that's a lot of male on male testosterone like that shit is weird but you know that's what happens you know that's the luxury of grow, you know getting older and looking back at some of the stupid shit you've done in life and it's you know that's how you're able to like really reflect and grow i'm i'm and i'm i'm proud to say that i'm not the person who i was six months ago so it's always fun for me to keep um learning learning about who i am and what's most important because um you know, uh, one thing about me doing this podcast, um, I always wanted to do it, but I was afraid to chase my dreams. And having a daughter, having a kid in general, it makes you fearless. And I teach my daughter every day about, yo, chase your dreams, do what you want to do. So I could not sit back and continue to just say, oh, I want to do this. I want to write a book. I got to get this and I got I got to start acting on this shit and, and start doing something to put it out here. And have people listen. And have people tune in. And have people looking forward to hearing the po- the podcast that I'm doing. And hopefully get a partner and do it. Whether it's a female or another male. It don't fucking matter to me. As long as we can bounce ideas off each other. And uh, have, a good con- have, have a good dialogue. A good conversation. Um, I like the uh, Brilliant Idiots podcast. Uh, listen to Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Button podcast. Marlon Roy. Um, I'm a podcast head. I've been listening to pod, all kinds. I'd sum up, that, those are in my top right now. But I've listened to the real estate podcast, the Tony Robbins. Um, I've, I, you know, I opened my mind up to everything. Um, I'm a big, well, last year, two years before, I was doing 12 books a year and doing also doing audio books. I'm about to get back on that, filling my mind up with information. And, um... That's just about who I am, but I wanted to, you know, touch base on that Tupac thing. So to all the upcoming rappers and the current rappers and the old heads, we know you as you. That's why we love you. Nobody in this world is looking at any rapper living saying, he reminds me of Tupac. He reminds me of Biggie. That's why I like him. That's why I love him. No. And that's why God bless, uh, God bless his soul. Rest in peace. To the great brother Nipsey Hussle. That's why me, I never even knew Nipsey, but I, I felt him because there was no one else like him. I never listened to him or looked at him like that's Tupac. And that's why a lot of people around the world gravitated to him because you can only say S1 Nip. Nip didn't want to be Pop. He wanted to be himself. That's why he was doing... Everything like himself. And I think that's why, you know, and to tell you the truth, that was one of the reasons I stopped sitting back. You know, the cat was 
33, you know, a, a, a young legend. I mean, and the reason why people gravitated to him because it's just real. And being in the industry that he was in, everybody come from all walks of life, but he stayed true to his turf. He stayed true to his essence, his core. He was a crip. He was a rolling 60s. He changed that understanding that I can't keep banging and hating my brothers. We got to put money behind this shit and, 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 and really make it what it is. Make us more powerful. What's a gang without money? What's a gang without influence? What's a gang without culture? That's why people like Larry Who, all these people were so influential and still is. It's because they had a plan behind their gang. And, and it's just not about violence anymore. It, 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 it starts to become more business oriented. And the reason why I felt the homie nip, and I still do. I've, I've been listening to his album for weeks straight. I flew out there just to go to his store thinking it was open. Um, so naive of me that, wow, it wouldn't be, you know what I mean? You know, my wife was like, why would you think of, I was like, I don't even know. I just feel so connected. It's not connected. So I just, I just felt, you, you know, people die every day across the world. You know what I'm saying? Across this globe, children, men. And I feel sorry for them too when I watch the news, but I, I really felt, um, fucked up about this is because he was, close to me in age, and he's living a dream that I admire, and I want to live one day, right, without taking nothing from anyone, or doing anything in a different way, not necessarily rapping, or making it from banging to rapping, but he was living the dream that every young guy in the ghetto aspire to do, and, and keeping it, and keeping his representation authentic as anyone has ever seen as far as the gang culture. Besides the people that come from the West Coast or real, real, only the West Coast where it originated from. Like the Snoops and all of that. So, and, and authenticity is something that's hard to find in a rap game. Nipsey was from the 60s. He was from Crenshaw. He was from there. You, you could trace his roots, his origin. You know what I'm saying? His origin, you could trace that shit. And that's why people felt him. He just didn't come in the game like a lot of these rappers. And now one day they are blood or a crip. We, men and women from the ghetto and all around the world, we don't feel that. Suburban kids get to, get to eat off of that, you know what I mean, that safari. They, they, they get to go to that zoo and, 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 and be entertained. The real ones from the, from the areas, from the lifestyle, we, we, we look at that shit and laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's he? He could go back to where he was from, and it's nothing like that. When you could say I'm a part of this, and this is where I got initiated at. This is I can remember fights here and fights there. You can't do that with most of these gang gang so-called gang members as rappers now. There's very few of them that's doing it, and most of them are from the West Coast or from Chi Town, from Chicago, where the G's is from. You know, the Vice Lords, all of that, what it originate from, is nothing like the essence and the core and the origin from which you come from. And that's why Nisi was felt, because we looked at him as he was. He was a real one. And ain't nothing like when you get to listen and you get to see versus somebody with talent, but we know they not really that. And one of my favorite lines, Nipsey say, I'm born and raised, y'all affiliated. And a lot of these rap cats is just that. They affiliated, you know what I'm saying? And money is a powerful thing. And people ignore 
your current situation based on what you can do for them. When you got a lot of money, you can influence people and change people's lives. So people go along with the shit. But one thing about Nip and everybody loves is like, yo, you could really sit back. And Nip could be like, oh, that's come on. That's, I mean, I'm just I'm imagining how cats in the industry even gravitated towards them that was so-called Crips. Because he could take them to the origin of what, yo, this is where it's at. Every movie you've seen growing up, this is our code. Versus other cats in the game can't do that. You can't name one from any other set or city or state that come from the origin like him. There's very few and they come from the West Coast of Chicago. Now, gangs have migrated and populated to different cities, but it's nothing like the origin of where it come from. It's nothing like going into the corner stores, the way of life. Their grandmothers, grandmothers, grandmothers' kids was gang members. Their grandmothers, the houses has been passed down generations. They lived on these. Nothing has changed in that area. I've, I've traveled New York, lived in New York, all on the East Coast, South, everything. That gang shit fizzled out. It comes and goes. And, just be, and what it is up there is that in some cities, you know how... This is how, this is the difference between the West Coast and, this is the difference between real origins, the origins of Chicago, the origins of um, Los Angeles, the origins of the West Coast. You can't walk around freely in, in LA, wherever, with a rag on your head, with a rag on your left and your right pocket. You can't walk through the malls in Chicago with your hat cocked. You can't, you can't go to the, to, the, to the white castles on the club let out and thinking you're going to wear certain things to the left or to the right. You, you can do that anywhere else they claiming to be gang members. You can walk the streets with blue, red rags and be comfortable. E- even, 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 even in, your, um, um, even in the, uh, the, 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 the districts where it's wealth at. You, you can do that. You have to be cautious when you're out in those places if you choose to live that life. So I think... Harping back on to Nipsey, that's why people felt him because he wasn't trying to be nobody and what he was. He was proud to be. That's just where he come from. He didn't have to buy in. And this is another thing, young people. Stop waiting until you damn near 18, 19 years old and, 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 and you now you proclaim this and that. Come on, man. That's an early phase in life. Once you get 18, 19, let's start thinking about progress. Let's not start thinking about 20 years old. Let's stop looking at these individuals on our platforms as 30, 40, 50 years old talking about bloods and they crips. That's, that's not what's up. They not really that. Yes, they, that's for entertainment purposes only. That's their circle and their mind frame. They're not living by a code. They, they, they go to meetings and shit. They eat grape poupon. They, they caviar, private life. They not rolling through neighborhoods and, and, and flagging and throwing it up and banging. It ain't happening. And, and, and you know, that's part of, part, that was part of my infatuation with Nip and how I, he's a couple years older than me, but I can say honestly as a young man that has dreams, I admired him for that. And I, feel, I listen to his music and, I feel, and it's, just, it's just, you never do put your eggs in one basket and you never invest in you never invest nothing into somebody more than you invest in yourself. I didn't invest my, my, my soul and my beliefs all the nips. I just had love for the brother just because of what he do. Any young, bo- any young brother that chases their dream, you know what I'm saying? And, 
And I may be saying these things about other individuals, but I still salute all of them because they had the courage to chase their dreams. But we got to be real when we speaking about are you being real with yourself or being real with the people? See what I'm saying? So that's what I mean. But I, I admire any young brother that got the courage to put their vocals on, on a song and pass them out and, and do a show with three people and grind and get told no, because I'm going to go through that. And I, and, and I may not go to that, to that degree because I don't want to be a performer. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a rapper. But, hey, I respect it. And, and, and that's one thing that these people from our community, they have a hard time dealing with. And we've seen firsthand with the Nipsey situation. People just so angry, man. The chase, people just so hurt, man. They hurt. They hurt. They and 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 the only thing is, they just didn't grind long enough. No, nothing. Everybody that we admire come from nothing. It took years for some of these people to make it. So now all of a sudden you think somebody should just boom, give it to you? And that's what happened with Nipsey. Somebody was extremely jealous of him. Probably thinking in his head, what the fuck he's still doing around here? Oh, you calling me this? And that hate kicked in. He seen them Maybachs. He got Instagram. He seen Nip on that Puma jet. Then he see Nip on the Puma jet. 30 minutes later, he see, he see Nip outside the store taking pictures. But he's still running around. I'm talking about the cat that shot him. Scumbag he is. I don't, I don't agree with those type of hood politics. I, 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 if you're going to be in the streets, be in the streets and handle your business that, that, and deal with the street guys to deal with the street guys. You know what I'm saying? I, I always harping it back to a game. If you're playing the game, you're on the floor. You're you, you, you running five on five or you're you on the field. You're in the game. But if you're not in the game, you're in the stands. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in the stands, there's no guy that should come off that field and approach you. Unless you are making vert, you are making physical contact with him. Now you are in the game. So for me, this guy knew Nip wasn't in the game. Nip was probably gave him kind words of like, "Yo, man, I don't want you around here." But he didn't look at Nipsey as a, a store on. He didn't look. He looked at him from the neighborhood, like with a lot of money. Like you trying to, oh, you really think it? See, in his mind, he was like, "This nigga ain't real because he rich." <laughs> That's probably how he was thinking. Oh, he ready. he's still he trying still trying to be down. He's still trying to be around here. Oh, I'ma show him he was hurt. And that's what a lot of people gotta understand about making it. People are willing to throw their life away. People gotta realize they worth, man. People have to realize they worth, man. You are worth so much more. And other people that don't have it, they don't look at themselves as worthy, man. And that's what we got. I don't give a fuck if I got. Five cents in my name and I'm homeless. I'm just as important as the fucking billionaire. Now, maybe in a million people's eyes, I'm not. But who gives a fuck? You got to have a higher belief, a higher power, and you got to understand I got to keep going. Because the essence of my soul is the same essence that that billionaire holds and possess. You know what I mean? His same spirit roaming, his flesh roaming. You know, he take a shit like I do. You know what I mean? He wake up. The only thing that's separating us you know what I mean? Right now, it's soap and water, all of us. You know what I'm saying? If there wasn't no soap and water on this earth, we would all be some dingy, dusty, gruddy, crimey motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Stinking asses, walking around. Give a fuck how good somebody look. If they stink, 
you're not going to fuck with them, period. So soap and water is, you know, eventually what separates us. And then we can go into other aspects like education, the things you put between your ears and how you articulate yourself and you elaborate and you carry yourself. But we got to get back to understanding, hey, I'm just as important and I can't be frustrated and be mad because I'm without. You have to look back at a certain point in your life. You have to look and take accountability. Okay, where the fuck do I go from here? How do I move forward? So many books I've read from the Steve Harvey book that I'm on right now, which I love. Um, Think like a success. Act like a success. Think to Charlemagne book, how he go from. I don't agree with all these people points and some of the shit they've done. But guess what? I don't have a problem saying what I like and what I don't like because I don't invest everything into no man or no woman. I don't look to people to be my leader or be my guidance or be my, you know, my spiritual, you know, and I think that's what people do. They see people that make it, put them on this pedestal and they just invest. She said it. Ah, I get so offended. Yeah, be offended. Move on. But back to what I was saying to these guys, to these two men, to these individuals, uh, to these two men in the industry, they come from nothing. Steve was still struggling in his book, talking about how he, you know, something that always, you know, about this book that stood out to me. He was saying, you know, he thought just working, having good benefits at this job was good enough. And his boss told him like, yo, come on, man, don't go chase your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you leave, you ain't going to get this. But if you stay, this is what you get. And he went back to his homeboy. But his homeboy telling him, yo, Steve, yo, you got it. You're going to be somebody one day. And Steve didn't quit. He went back to doing what he was doing. I don't know if it, he, uh, I can't remember in the book what he was doing. I think it was a warehouse or something. Um, uh, but he went back and his homeboy was like, let me ask you something. Do you want the house he, that old boy has? Do you want his car? Do you want his life? And right there, Steve was like, no. And Steve made a, deci- a decision. Steve was homeless. You go back to Charlemagne. Charlemagne had to go back down south. But it just showed you people follow their passion. They don't even worry about the money. Because once you do what you love, you forget it. And Steve had kids. He had bills. He had rent. But he, he believed in something. And that's what we all have to do. Work your job. Work that shit. And it might be in the cause to work a job for the rest of your life. But it may be a way to work and invest and still create passive income to create yourself a better life. There's things you can do. And I'm going to transition to that. But I want to get back to saying, rest in peace, Nipsey. Your music has influenced me. I followed you up. Um, and I just regret not being being able to go to the opening of his store. Because when I seen you open a marathon store, I was inspired. I wanted to go out there when the grand. That's who I am. I'm a hip hop. I'm a rap head. If I if I like something, I go around it, and um, couple, you know, it just it's just sad that um, it's still unbelievable. But you know, everybody has a purpose in life, and I just pray that you know what I'm saying a lot of young people could look at him and be inspired, because he damn sure inspired me. You know what I'm saying to just go ahead and 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 chase chase my dream. And he's like you say, the same age as me, almost a couple years older, but. I want to say you, 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 uh, it is true that people, you know, I, you know, people can inspire you from afar and you can look up and look at people and get inspired. Um, I knew you can always be inspired, um, but to just get inspired 
is an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling that I have. So this is why I'm doing this. And hopefully I can continue to um, grow and become better at it. So I want to say rest in peace, Nipsey. I love your music. And um, Victor, you lap. I work out and I run to it, trying to get in shape to it. And it's an amazing. I just hope, uh, you know, your stores can become a franchise and um, open them up all in major markets that where our culture is rooted down here in Atlanta to the East Coast, all over. There's a marathon store. And, you know, what I'm saying I just um, hope the brother um, still inspire. But I wanted to uh, transition from, you know, basically, this is my perspective on life, right? Keep your expenses low and you can keep more money. You know, I just started getting in tune with finances and I'm telling my wife, man, yo, we don't do car notes over here. You know what I'm saying? I'll ride the bucket. You know what I'm saying? And we'll sacrifice a couple years, but we're not going to get things. We're not going to get a car note. We're not going to get a car for 30000 Why would I go get a car for 30000 I don't have it in my bank account. So luckily, my wife won't board with it. And I'm telling her, in three to five years, we can create enough financial freedom where, hey, you know what I'm saying? Things could be a little bit different. But imagine, I, I, I'm, I'm 31. I, 40 is still young. And, and, that's, and what, what I'm saying is, is because people just got to really understand they can create their own space in life without have to thinking that they need a private jet or they need to be a millionaire because it's not going to happen for everybody. That's just not the way America's system is set up. But you can be the guy with a nice 401k, the woman with a nice 401k. You know what I'm saying? You can't be about to hit 40 sitting on 200000 because you and your wife has been putting 30, 40 into a fund or saving 30 or 40. You can turn 40 and your kid can turn 18 and you can write that check to school and make sure that your child is going after their passion instead of thinking that, oh, I got to get it now. I'm on that type of time. You know what I'm saying? I understand the concept of time now and money and I'm dedicated towards it. You know what I'm saying? And that's my whole thing. Men and women out there, especially young guys in the streets, have life insurance. Why you don't have a million dollars on you right now? Like, you need that. It's, it's $35, $50 a month. You, you riding the bus with a $1,000 iPhone, but you don't got a million dollars on your flesh and you got three, four kids out here. Come on, man. It's, it's just little things we can do to create this wealth and to create this type of lifestyle that people admire that can't have. You can't have it, but you can have a, a, a smaller version in your world. And I'm on that type of shit right now. So, um, you know, that's just a little bit about, you know, how I was feeling. Um, I wanted to touch, you know, speak, speak on that. Um, and, you know, um, that's just what this podcast going to be about. I'm going to get a little bit more structured along the way. And um, I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to um, come with different subjects, different topics and always just. You know, keep it fresh and um, speak the real shit, man, is what, you know, what I want to do. Um, I want to contribute to my part um, in the in this culture. I definitely, like I said, I definitely love my culture, man. I was raised on it. It raised me. And um, I live it. I don't live through it. Um, I am it. I'm not, I, I'm of it and I am it. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if that, but I, I, I'm of this culture. I am the culture. That's what I like to think I am. You know what I'm saying? Because I live it. I walk, I talk it, I breathe it. Um, but yeah, man, um, that's just a little bit about how I've been feeling lately or feeling for the past two weeks and just speaking on certain situations. And it's definitely important that I, I think I can, it's definitely important for me to um, express my opinions and my views about the rap game and about life. Um, so I wanted to get that off my chest, but yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to dedicate this first episode to my bum-ass cousin. All my bum-ass cousins who just really some lames, you know what I mean, whoever tried to... And the only reason I'm doing this is because, yeah, they tried to play me once in my life, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to be the motherfucker to show them. Don't be surprised next month you see me coming through just to shit on you. And I know that's petty, and I don't think about them too much. I got a good little life over here with my family, but yeah. You sometimes you gotta you, you gotta you gotta get you gotta have images of motherfucker to really motivate you to say you know what motherfucker used to talk all that shit and even though they broke probably gonna be drinking out of a tree ride by that tree and that, and if I don't give a fuck if it's a rented phantom just have the money to do it that's on some ignorant shit but I be thinking about stupid shit like that sometimes you know what I mean but you know what I mean we, we all we all got people who we stunt for me personally I don't have a major um social media following. Um, I got rid of all my social media. My social media was people I went to high school with. You know, just whatever. Facebook is more about people you went to high school with or old girlfriends. And Instagram is more about the entertainment world. I erased all that shit for the past year. I had it for like two years. Consistently, I was on it. And I was just doing it too much. And I ain't have nothing to promote. Well, I was, I was also practicing real estate. But that shit didn't do nothing for me on there. So I was just watching people every day, every day, just waking up to these motherfuckers. And I started to realize, like, yo, I'm happy everybody doing their thing. I went to school with or I once known, but it's like, ain't none of these motherfuckers ever called me, asked me how I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? They got my number. And I'm waking up, looking at their life. And then I started to think about it. Yo, social media with this Instagram shit and, the, and the Facebook, this shit is like the crack era. Like when crack hit, that shit, you didn't see, this shit destroyed lives years to come. Like, nobody knew it was going to destroy lives, like, the next 10 years. The next 10, 20 years, it, it, it wiped out households. Financially, emotionally, uh, mentally. And that's the same thing Instagram is doing to our generation and the younger generation. People are saving money to... Take a picture. When I say that, I mean people are working fucking hard to fly to fucking Turks and Caicos and Cancun and Europe just to say they took a picture at these certain places. They don't have the... They they don't. They didn't start a fucking fund for their kids. They don't have life insurance on their body. They don't have a career or a remotely close to a plan. But guess what? They going far and beyond just to show motherfuckers that they took a picture here. And they're influenced by the rap, by the culture, our entertainment culture. The people who work hard for the shit and can do it and ain't got to worry about coming back paying bills. And I think this shit is influencing everybody that work a nine to five to blow their fucking money to look the part. Everybody's rich these days. Everybody. 
And it's just like, I was like, yo, I got to stop going with the flow. I'm really posting pictures of all my moves. And I was like, yo, that shit is corny. This shit is really whack to me. It is getting corny. And I was like, yo, it was a certain point I was on there. I was voicing my opinions and shit. I was like, yo, posting pictures. I'm like, why? Most of these motherfuckers don't care about me. They don't care about my family. I ain't on it. I ain't on it no more. But it looked like I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to follow follow a lot of people, get my following up, and all that because uh, I have zero. But you know, um, it's gonna have to. Uh, it's gonna have to go for me because now I have something to say. I have something to share. But um, before I didn't have nothing. I was just going places, buying things, taking pictures. And I was like, yo, this shit is whack. You don't realize how many hours or how much time is taken out of your life. When you just on that shit all day with no purpose. And I'm a purposeful guy. Like, I'm always trying to move my feet and shit. And when I'm stagnant, I'm miserable. You know, I'm starting a new job soon. I'm thankful for it. Just got my CEOs. I am a licensed realtor, real estate agent. I had like $20,000 fall off the table for me. I said, fuck this shit. I'm going to get my CDL. And um, the goal is to be an owner-operator. But you got to get some time under you. And um, I found a good company, and I'm, I'm going to work, and I'm going to grind at that. But I'm going to do my podcast until the end. This shit is going to become popular. This shit is going to become what's up. I was going to name it One Man Mafia, but I was like, nah. And that still might be my name, but Time to Talk is how I feel. And that's a good name for my podcast. Um, I'm Harry Cummings. Time to Talk is my podcast in association with One Man Mafia. I thought that shit would be dope. So I'm gonna keep it like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get back and fuck with the social media thing. Um, but yeah, I just seen like, you know, people that I went to school with and everybody just flexing. And I'm the type of motherfucker I don't want to I don't want to be around people if you don't want to be around me. But I don't hate on nobody. Like my whole life, I was a dreamer, so I'm never really concerned with what's going on around me. I'm more concerned about the things I can't have and the things I can potentially work towards so i would see all my old high school peers and people i've known through my travels doing good and never bothered me because i because i always looked at the bigger picture and the bigger pictures to have millions not have a a job just to take a vacation from and post a picture like you living the best life nah so for me I, i'm not missing out on anything you know what i'm saying and you you realize how jealous motherfuckers are um, when you do have a little bit more than other people. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just something I observe while on it. Um, and um, I, I, I'm going to go back, probably follow the same amount of people because I want my podcast heard. I want people to hear what I got to say and follow what I'm doing. And um, luckily for me, you know, I'm going to push this podcast, you know, I'm grind. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm influenced by it. I loved it. I I, I was going to do it. Years ago, but I stopped doing it. But now, because of the apps and because of the, you know the accessibility, I think I'll be able to do it a little bit better. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna create more artwork. I'm gonna create a better picture for my um, podcast show. I'm gonna create, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get the Apple uh, computers and stuff, and I'm gonna have my wife help me. But I'm gonna come every week, most likely on a Friday. Or if I get inspired, I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna just drop it on a dime. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna talk about it. I'm not here to hate on people. I'm not here to, um, you know, shit on people or anything. 
I'm just here to give my opinion and get my and spread my voice on what I think is it's just my opinion, my feelings, you know what I'm saying, my thoughts, my energy. And um yeah. But in closing, I wanted to speak on um um I want to I, I want to speak on the um you know, you know fuck it, I'll say that for the next time. But yeah, man, to all people out there that's that's listening or if you're going to listen, uh, take the time out, vibe with me, rock with me, um, chase your dreams, you know, don't let no bum ass 40, 50 year old that ain't never did shit with their life diss you, try to take shots at you, you know what I'm saying, don't let no family members discourage you, you know what I'm saying, keep the motherfuckers at a distance, and if you got to, screenshot your bank account if it's big enough and accidentally send it to them. Oh, and be, oh my bad, I thought I was sending that to my wife. Get petty on their ass. You know, don't, don't do it too much. But just, you know, sometimes you just got to show a motherfucker you've been grinding. And you, you know what I'm saying? I'm better than what you, what you portrayed me to be. It's not about being better than somebody. It's about being better how they depicted you. And that's my mentality. So, you know what I mean? Rock with me. Podcast going to be... Every week, I'm, I'm gonna talk about this shit. Um, today, I just I couldn't I couldn't wait anymore. I couldn't. I had my notes and everything how I wanted to structure it. I just had to let it flow about what's been going on and what's what's been really um, bothering me at, at my core, and um, that's why I decided to just say, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and put it out. I'm gonna do that. And um, that's why I'm doing it. But, um, yeah, man, this is going to be, this is going to be a thing for me, man. I'm excited about it. I got a lot of things I'm going to talk about, about relationships, about, oh, I have to say something. Um, So a couple weeks ago, I was watching the Van Lathan podcast with the, uh, with uh, Amanda Seal. Um, Amanda Seal was on the Breakfast Club. This 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 happened a while ago, but this is the type of things I want to touch on. This is the type of things that I believe uh, should be addressed. Um, she a first she uh, Amanda Seal's first accused um, allegedly she she first accused Russell Simmons of harassing her. She went up there. She makes she makes um, these blind accusations, you know, with with uh, room for imagination. She doesn't say the name, and then she follows up months later. I guess she went through a, a, a tough time in Hollywood or in New York, where she was making the transition, trying to find jobs, trying to transition and work, and um, she finally got back on top or whatever. And um, I'm happy for her. I'm proud she's living her dreams. But we got to address the real shit. As a man, I've been with a lot of women before my wife. Few women. A lot of them was great women. A lot of them, we, you know, you're young, you do your thing. Ultimately, you try to give women the respect they deserve when you're in a relationship with them. That's what you should do. Um, and that's how it should go. It play out many different ways. Arguments happen. Fights happen. But I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, every decent man, good looking, handsome, built or whatever... The charisma he has with him is going to allow him to, you know, have that sexual relationship with a woman. So I don't believe that no man should be out here um, doing no pervert shit to get no pussy. 
that's just me. I ain't never had to do nothing like that, and I ain't never had to be no sick weirdo motherfucker, and, and I'm, I'm good on that note. But Amanda accuses um, the legend Russell Simmons of harassing her. And I believe her um, first comments was he said to her, oh, did, did we fuck? And, you know, she 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 made that to be like a, a sexual pass at her. And I was like, OK, well, you know, that was kind of rude that he would say that. But is it is it rape? Mm. What was uh. Was he making a pass at her? Did 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 he cause her to lose her job? It, these are things I'm thinking about when she just brings that up. When he when Russell asks her, "Oh, did we fuck?" You know, inappropriate. Okay, yes. But let's be clear. He didn't fire her from the job because he didn't fuck her. He didn't harass. To me, that was inappropriate. But. We have to stop believing everything a man or a woman says when it comes to sexual preference, orientation, or encounters. If you was not in the room, if there is no physical, if if there isn't a rape charge or a police report, and even if it is, we have to wait until everything is across the board. If a woman says she's raped, we have to believe her. We have to give her the benefit of the doubt. But there's a time limit on that. Because there's DNA and there's something called evidence. So you will be presumed guilty if a woman has the courage to say, he raped me. I'm filing a police report. Here's the rape kit. That's what I'm, I'm talking about, rape kit. I'm talking about a man with dirt under his nails. I'm not talking about... I'm talking about that hardcore shit. Other than that, accusations and shit like that is despicable. For anybody to jump out the window and say, I believe this person or this. We've all said shit in the work environment that some can deem uncomfortable. Because if you're a man, if you're a woman, we've all vibe with people in the workplace. That's where majority of people meet and fuck. You ever worked in a restaurant? I have. It goes down. Okay? If you don't know. The manager's fucking the waitress. The waitress is fucking the bartenders. The bartenders is is, is fucking the, uh, um, the the guests. All around, the, the cooks is, 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 is fucking the service. Don't matter. It goes down. But for her to say that about Russell, I was like, hmm. I, ain't, I didn't really think about it too much. Um, Until the second time. She talks about this young brother um, that's, a, that's a doctor. Um, and I was, I was like, when I heard it, immediately I said, we got to look into this chick. You know, we got to look into her psyche and we really got to look into who she is. So I did that. You know, I, I would go on her IG out, you know, because that tells a lot about people because the hours you put in front of your, the, the camera, you, you put the camera in front of yourself for hours on and you display yourself that you can say that's not really me. But it is really who you are. If you on that shit every day, displaying yourself and singing and dancing and laughing, we get to make 
get the get a, a make of who you are. Um so she goes on the Breakfast Club and she says, um, yeah, this this guy, you know, uh he he first indicator, the first red flag first of all, let me get back to the Russell thing. I thought her I, I thought her, her comments about Russell Simmons was fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think I think she started to ride the Me Too wave and she wanted to get more clout and wanted to get more attention and wanted to have that that woman support behind her and wanted to gain more fan wanted to gain more fans from that, honestly. After looking at her whole reputation thus far and the past couple years and months, what she's been saying and following up with. And every time it's a Breakfast Club interview, it's alluding to what a man has done to you. I teach my daughter. I teach my wife. Someone does something to you now, you speak about it now. Because it's a violation of you. You don't have to hide or be fearful of anything. But anyway, when she said the thing about Russell Simmons, I was like, hmm, okay. Russell has all this going. She want to ride the bandwagon. But there's no police report. She didn't. Years went by. She was okay with it. So, okay, move on. So now we get to the young brother that she's speaking about. And this is what really pissed me off about the interview. When she said that the young brother was like, yo, I want to see you. Like, nah, like, yo, I'm, I'm flying out. Or let me fly you out. Let's just stop right there. Let's just let's stop right there and let's just, let's just think about this for a minute. Every man that's able to afford a flight ticket for a woman or able to afford dinner for a woman or able to afford the nicer things in life for a woman, if that man is interested in you, he's going to make a pass at you that suggests, hey, I want you. And if you're in that same mind frame, he's going to explore those options. So obviously, she was talking to him. He was like, yo, I'm feeling you. What do men and women do when they feeling each other? Most of the times, they fuck. It doesn't take a rocket science to notice. Now, she had maybe been on her high horse and say, oh, I'm waiting. I ain't just going to give you the pussy. I ain't going to just do this. And that's fine. That's cool. Tell him that. Like, yo. I don't know, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to, I'm not really, you know, what you flying me out for? I, I really don't want to fuck or do anything. We can just chill. She could have got that established right then and there. And I'm pretty sure it would different. But to say that because a man trying to fly you out, thirsty and all of this shit like this, that's what men and women do when they're interested in each other. Not to toot my horn, I had a woman fly me out before. Money wasn't all the way right. She didn't know that, but she wanted to see me. She flew me out. I know plenty of cats I've worked with in met in real estate. Meet a woman on Instagram, Facebook, in the mall. Two weeks later, they doing nice shit. Because they vibing with each other. They adults. They want to fuck each other. She may have not wanted to fuck him. My whole thing, tell him that. Don't make it seem like that's over... Eager, that's that's just too much. Get the fuck out of here. And you dealing with a fucking doctor. I'm not saying, I'm going back. We don't know what no one does in their spare time and who the fuck they are when they are alone by themselves. Be clear. 
But that's have a little bit of understanding about when a man and woman is filling each other and has the, the, the funds, the finances to accommodate that feeling. To say, yo, fly out. I want you to fly out. I want to see you. So she throws that in there. And then she says, yeah, so, and, and then she says that um, she's she's heard these stories of him and he's come to the door naked. I, I just want to want to conclude with this, man. I, I want to wrap it up when, I, when I'm speaking to her about, you know, the alleged um, incident with Amanda Seals and his doctor. To her, it's not cool to do what you did. Um, Pro-black women that's empowering black women and empowering black men don't go on platforms and expose those men if they do not have 1,000% proof of the wrongdoings. That's just not what pro-people do, okay? Especially not people that call themselves that's good for the community. Um, and this goes to everybody. The exposed come, you expose people once it's understood and it's proven. You pull people to the side and you explain to them, this is what's going on. This is what this details. So I conclude she's a scorned woman. And I say that because everything she talks about is negativity when dealing with men in her past. She's probably almost 40. Hasn't had a consistent relationship. Talks about fuck boys and this and this and that. Probably has been let down. Men only want to fucking move on. No one is committed. Proposed to her. I would almost think that she's kind of hurt right now. With all her success. It should be easy, you would think. But now she has to worry about if a man is trying to trap her for her money. Who knows? But it ultimately comes down to no man has proposed. No man has wanted to start a life with her. Every man just want to fuck and keep moving. And I was and I would suggest that this doctor wanted to holler, wanted to fly her out, wanted to see her, and wanted to fuck. Nothing wrong with that. Never has, never will. You see somebody, you like them, they like you. You build a future, you don't. You have fun, you don't. Sometimes you go to the club, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's at home, sometimes it's away. The whole bottom line is you have fun with the people you want to have fun with. You fuck who you want to fuck. Just because I want to see you doesn't mean I want to rape you or I'm third. It means that I like you. What the fuck? There's only two ways of knowing. It's when I speak to you and when I make that advance towards you. If not, you're going to think nobody fucking wants you in life. So I believe she's hurting. She's scorned. My advice to you, young lady, older woman, you're older than me. Change the way you're doing shit. I don't have advice for you. You chase your dreams, you become accomplished, you're doing well. My advice, stop doing this bullshit. You're doing shit that scorn women does on every level. You're doing shit that a, that, that a chick at a local restaurant would do to a guy that's re, that only fucked and don't want to fuck her no more. She comes to the restaurant, she makes jokes about his dick size. But later on that night, she's at his house. Or she goes and she laughs behind his back. Later on that day, he has her car. Stop it. You doing it on a multi-level. You doing it on a way advanced level. 
Now you're doing it on a way to get back at him because he probably fucked and left you. Or if he didn't fuck, he wanted to fuck and told you that's all he wanted. Let's be real. Let's be clear. Let's talk about this shit. Let's take it for what it was. Let's take it for what it is or what we think it is. Let's be real out here now. You got you to gotta be real. Everybody's been in this situation before. Everyone has been in this situation before. You got this man that's a doctor. Women and kids is looking at him like he's a fucking pervert because you got fucking rejected. Because not only you got rejected, you've been getting rejected for the past three years. The relationships you probably wanted didn't turn out to be shit. Call it for what it is. What is it about? This shit coming from somewhere. Every time you come up, there's a man that violated you or thought about violating you. What the fuck? Let's think about it. The Me Too movement, women gain sympathy off of lies. It's fucked up that, that, that they, they could put men on, on the hot seat like that and it could fuck up. Public opinion could fuck up that man's way of life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't vouching for what no man does in the privacy of his own home. But when no proof has been come, not, when you, not, I don't give a, you know, I'm not even going to say proof. Because I, I don't even want to say that we need to see that. When you didn't take the initiative to do what women that has been raped and sexually harassed and molested do, we don't believe you. We see scorn. We see hurt. We see a fucking liar. And I think that shit should be addressed on every platform she goes towards. Because it's wrong that she did that. And I watched that Van Lathan interview. I was listening to it, but then I had to watch it. The smiling, the laughing. Pick up a psychology book. Talk to some educated people. They'll tell you that's a fucking deflection. She's burning up inside. That dude was addressing her head on. Like, yo, it ain't right to convict somebody like that. Where's all these women at that say, show the shit. Why would you want this man out here doing it to other women? Where's the proof? If you're not going to convict all the way, don't go halfway about it. Because it ain't true. So I had a bone picked about that because I've known men that have been falsely accused. And it bothers me. From high school on up. I've known brothers doing their thing. Educated brothers going to college. But God just wanted to fuck. Just wanted to fuck. And was, and was, and I, and listen, I, I've known these cats. I've known these dudes. Players. Persuasive. Watch what they eat in the gym. Take care of themselves. Read a book and keep it moving. But guess what? Love the ladies. Listen, wanna fuck? They fuck. Female, bad as she might be, he don't wanna. That turns into a problem. I've seen it on those levels. And she's scorned. But I want to leave it at that. So this is time to talk with Harry. Harry Cummings. Time to talk my podcast. The name might change. One Man Mafia. I love this podcast life. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep bringing my opinions, my thoughts, and my feelings. But to all women out there and to all men out there, make a clear line, a beeline of communication. Excuse me, if you're going to fuck, if you're going to make a pass, don't let nobody put, box you in the corner where that they could, they could ultimately fuck your life up, man. Don't, don't let no man or woman do that to you. Make it established. Let's, 
It ain't no fun, though. I can just imagine what's going on out there. People scared to fuck in the workplace. It used to be fun to holler at somebody and the next, you know, make Monday you meet them. Friday they at your crib. You cooking. You laughing. What you drink? You in the text messages. What you drink? What you smoke? You know what I mean? She might be graduating college. Shit. She might be a intern somewhere. Whatever. What you drink? What you smoke? She in the text. Oh, get me. Um... I drink wine. Give me two bottles. Oh, shit. It's going down. Okay. Boom. I'm drinking Henny. Oh, all right. Cool. What you eating? Oh, you going to cook for me? Yeah. You going to spend a night? You know I'm going to spend a night. I'm drinking. I can't drive. Oh, but you you must be going down. You got to see. So what happens when that environment gets set and you make the pass at her and she push you away? That means it ain't going down. Nine times out of ten, she's staying the night with you. What happened to that type of shit? And I believe that's the type of time that man was on. But this is the type of time I'm on. The real shit I just brought to you, I'm going to keep bringing this my podcast. You're not going to hear it today. You're going to hear it one day. Peace and love.